from the staff, organizers, volunteers, and friends of Metropolitan Congregations United. We wish you happy holidays and blessings in the new year. The following special program is from our Moms Match Sustainer event. A group of mothers of our MCU organizers have committed to $20,020 and are challenging MCU supporters to match that amount for the coming year. In this program, you will hear testimonials about how MCU organizes to work for a common purpose, to create a better life for all residents of the region. We do this by building community power through our relationships and our financial resources. We invite you to listen to these stories and think about how they make you feel about equity and justice in the St. Louis region. And then join us in the work by committing your time and money at mcustlewis.org. Hello, greetings, friends, and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know some folks are still arriving, but we're going to go ahead and get started because it is 7.30, well, it's 7.33, but, um, and that's really late on a Thursday night for some of us. Um, We're so glad to see you all here, and we're going to try to make um, the technology work with us and not against us. All right, well, we are glad that someone really cool invited you and someone uh, who cares a lot about the work that MCU is doing in our community um, and cares enough that you, um, they want to invite you to be a part of it, uh, asked you to be here tonight. So we are thrilled that you are here. David put the in the chat our agenda for tonight, um, and we're going to have some folks talk with you a little bit about what MCU did in 2020 and what is motivating us and moving us and getting us out of our houses and, and um, out of our wallets and out of our brains to get into action in our community in 2021. Then we're going to have a little bit of time for you to talk and discuss in groups with the person who, with that cool person who invited you here tonight. So you'll get a little bit of time with those folks. Um, and then we're going to have a little bit of celebration time too, because, you know, it is a party, right? So uh, that's kind of what you're looking at for tonight. Um, and then as we get started, I, I wanted to take a moment. Um, I'm Aaron. I didn't introduce myself. I'm Aaron. I'm on the MCU board and I'm the pastor at Oak Hill Presbyterian Church. Yay, way around Oak Hillers. And so as we start, as I like to do in my tradition, I will um, start with a word of prayer. If you are the kind of person that likes to pray, you, you are welcome to join me. And if you are not, you are welcome to enjoy some time to take some deep breaths. Um, But if you would like to, would you pray with me? Holy Divine Spirit, we thank you so much for um, all of the blessings of love and community and justice and peace and hope that you bring to us. Uh, I ask that you be with this community, with this gathering as we are together tonight, as we discuss what's going on in our community and how you are calling us to respond, how you are calling us to be good neighbors, how you are calling us to act with love and justice for your world, now and always. Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, I just want to say hello to everybody in this uh, MCU space. My name is Latrell, and I'm one of the lead organizers for Expo St. Louis. We're a task force of MCU. Um, We're a group of ex-incarcerated people organizing power locally in our city. Um, Our mandate is basically to restore full citizenship back to all people that were just as involved. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I first want to start out by talking about 2020 in review. Um, MCU uh, did a lot of good things in 2020. Uh, One of the most impressive things was providing uh, Medicare and healthcare for over 200 individuals in the state of Missouri. That's pretty good, you know, just for a 
just for a citizen-based group, that's pretty good. Um, along those lines, we also took some took some shots. We took some hits. Uh, one of the most notable ones was the uh, passing of Amendment Three, which basically rolled back some gerrymandering rules and regulations that's going to allow you know gerrymandering and partisan gerrymandering to to persist, you know, on on a level that uh, basically fights against democracy. Um, we also saw during the year 2020, um, police brutality persist um, on, on a consistent every other month basis. We saw another uh, instance of police brutality. And I think we also saw um, white supremacy become mainstream. You know, it kind of became mainstream on, on, on a different level this year. Uh, all of that, while, you know, we had instability in the White House, as well as a raging pandemic um, and, and job loss of an unseen level. And so in the midst of that, though, we did have some good things. We had good people who rose up and uh, pushed in the historic election, you know, pushed the imposter away from the White House. Um, I kind of find it ironic that such a historic election where more people voted than I think any election in history, um, but the results won't take effect until 2021. So everybody's, uh, you know, we, 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 we've been through a lot in 2020, but I think the thing to recognize is that once the calendar changes from 2020 to 2021, those challenges that we faced in 2020 are not going anywhere. Um, COVID isn't going anywhere. Police brutality isn't going anywhere. And the, the, the heightened political climate isn't going anywhere either. And so there's a saying that for uh, bad men to succeed, only needs good people to do nothing. And uh, I found that it's the people who want to control everything and, you know, destroy democracy, they're pretty aggressive about it. You know, when we go in and we change the law and we, we do the footwork, and we uh, we get gains. There's always a billionaire waiting with a with a pocket full of money that never gets tired to even reverse what we did to gain. So that that just allows us to ask everybody that we be persistent, that we step up, and we keep the fire underneath us. Because no matter you know what we gain in the end, we always have to defend what we gain. And so we're just here to say, you know, for 2021 and MCU and Expo that we're here to try to step our efforts up, make more of a change, challenge the established uh, mandates, challenge everything even more with more progressiveness and more ideas, with more help from, from our friends, you know, around the world and in the MCU space. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Latrell, for, for uh, laying that out for us. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, good evening. Uh, my name is Kevin Prang, and I'm supposed to tell you the story of something I've done this year where I was uncomfortable and took a risk. And I got to say, I think tonight might be it right here. I'm a little nervous about this, and the technology hasn't helped. But that's pretty standard practice for MCU. Uh, the first activity I participated in with MCU was standing outside in 2017 and asking people to sign the petition to get clean Missouri on the ballot. And I hate talking to strangers, especially if it's something controversial.
But I collected those signatures and I knocked on doors for clean Missouri, raising the minimum wage and for Medicaid expansion. And it doesn't get any easier as time goes by, but when we do the uncomfortable work together, we flex our power and we can change things. Since then, I've stepped up for other activities, including taking on the leadership of our newish radio program slash podcast. This is more in my comfort zone, but it's been hard work and a challenge. In most cases, the conversations were either with people I knew or about topics for which I had a good understanding. But this fall, I was put in touch with Maria Miller of Our Lives Matter and Expo to record a program about the terrible way the Missouri Department of Corrections is handling the COVID-19 pandemic inside the Missouri prisons. Like the rest of society, this health crisis has accentuated all of the ways that our system has failed and abused people it considers unworthy. But I know nothing about prisons how they operate, how men and women are incar who are incarcerated live from day to day. It's completely outside of my experience. The privilege of my whiteness meant that prison was less likely for my family members and myself, even if we did have run-ins with the law enforcement. Add to this fact that I didn't know Maria at all at the time, a black woman whose family has been impacted full force with the racism and abuse of our systems, both in prison and around town. Now, let me also say that this dynamic and the tension isn't something that's new. It comes up whenever I or any of us step into new relationships within the community at MCU. So the story is more of an example of uh, than a unique happening. It's kind of what MCU is designed to do, to connect with each other through uncomfortable conversations. The difference in this story is that Marie and I had to start this relationship on a recording that was gonna be shared with the rest of the world instead of in a church basement. So I felt inadequate and nervous, nervous because I didn't know what Maria was gonna think about this naive white guy that she had to trust with the stories that she is bringing. And inadequate because I feel responsible for telling the stories without the experience to do so. So the only way forward is for me to not be the know-it-all and rely on Maria because she has the expertise that I do not. Not only that, she came with interviews of two men who were incarcerated and a few family members of incarcerated men. Their direct testimony is a witness to the government agency that is both inept and, in, and in intentionally cruel. Together, we lifted up these neglected stories. And in the process, I learned the many ways that men are punished beyond their sentences, denied basic care, and live under the threat of retaliation if they speak up. And COVID-19 has only added to the fear, loneliness, and mistrust. Maria is passionate and driven, and she, would find a, she could find another outlet for these stories without me. But now she does trust me, and that's one more relationship, and the organizing grows. And I'm now held accountable by my relationship with Maria and the stories that she brought. Since that first discussion, we have now done four programs on the issue, and we have more planned for the next year. No matter the issue, the path has always been similar within, M within MCU. Be vulnerable, be curious, be compassionate, and be courageous in action. And through that, I have one more relationship that can transform me now because I have a little bit of that expertise. Now, to circle things back around to my earlier experiences and also what Latrell was talking about as far as defending our wins. Um, 
the passage of Amendment 3 and the gutting of Clean Missouri, which we had one in, t- in 2018, hurt a lot this fall. The damage that could be done is monumental. So here we sit now in this state that over overrepresents black men and women in the abysmal prison system, and through Amendment 3 will now underrepresent the same community in the legislature that could change that prison system. There is tough work ahead, so I need to ask myself, what risk am I going to take next? And what risk are you willing to take next? Thank you. Good evening, everyone. My name is Janique Will Johnson, and I'm an organizer here at MCU. Kevin spoke about organizing and the work that needs to be done. And I want to tell you a little bit about the work that I've done this year. So I joined MCU in February, thinking that I was coming on just to do the census organizing. Everybody here did take their census, right? Just quick show of hands, because if not, I'm going to kick you off. (laughs) So we came on to, I came on to do the census and then quickly COVID happened. And so we had to switch to Encompass COVID. And then we worked on Medicaid expansion and got that passed. And then we worked on voter registration because we understood that mobilizing our base was that important. And then we worked on defeating Clean Missouri, was rather keeping Clean Missouri here, and we lost that. We then worked on the November election as well. And we saw how that turned out. And all those things just kind of help you show how important it is to mobilize our base and to continue to grow. So what's next? Next year, we're working on transformative conversations. And what our transformative conversations are going to do are to go into our community with our base that we already have and talk to community members, talk to our impacted folks, talk to our congregations and find out what they think is important and what they're ready to work on changing. But we can't do any of that without your help. We have to continue to mobilize people and we have to continue to organize money. And that's where you come in. Greetings, everyone. I'm uh, Reverend Rogers from uh, Trinity Episcopal Church. Um, at Trinity, you know, we, we didn't want to just be another church in the neighborhood. Um, we worked on the assumption that we wanted to be the neighborhood's church. And MCU helped us do that by creating relationships um, throughout our community. We did the regular campaign of, of phone and doors and tech. But as we did that, as we walked around the corners, as we visited home to home, um, as we got fired up and, you know, ready to go and got in some good trouble and got in some regular trouble, too, we realized that this conversation was just the beginning. We realized that just knocking on the doors for the voter registration was just the beginning. And I heard in so many of their testimonies today that people are trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen next? What happens next after, um, you know, knowing three doesn't pass? What happens next after this election cycle? Um, The next thing that happens is that we build power. We deepen the conversations that we started. Creek opened the door and find out you know, not just who people were voting for, but what their interests were, what they cared about, what they were passionate about in the community. And the next step for that is to help them start building opportunities to make the things that they are passionate about become realities in their communities. I'm happy that MCU decided to partner uh, with us to make this work happen. Um, There's tons of space 
tons of space and places where we can connect, where we can create mutual interest, where our lives are intertwined, where we can build power together. Um, and that's important for the next journey that we're on. That's important for the next conversations that we're gonna have in 2021, because building power is what it takes for us to survive. So I'm asking you, I'm asking everyone else um, to continue to partner with MCU uh, to continue with this next phase of deepening those conversations. Let's build power together in 2021. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Sarah. I am the treasurer of MCU. Uh, we heard some really cool stuff. Um, how, how did y'all feel about what we heard earlier? And how does that feeling connect to why you showed up tonight or why you're here? But one of the things that we asked people to do is to think through who they thought would connect with the work that MCU is doing. Or for example, the whole idea of mom's match, which is what we're all around is my mom, David Girth, the executive director's mom and James's mom, who's the board president. Um, all of our moms didn't know what to do, right? There, there was the coronavirus. There was the racial uprising around the murder of George Floyd. And our moms don't, one, live in St. Louis, and two, they don't protest very often, right? They're sort of older and they're not sure what to do or how to do anything, but they know that MCU is doing some stuff. And so they came and said, how can we support what y'all are doing? How can we be a part of what y'all are doing? I personally feel like it has both been a really hard year and there are so many ways it has not been as bad because of MCU, because of people organizing, because of people checking in on one another, because of the way that people came together after the murder of George Floyd, right? There was a version of this in which it was another person who was murdered and people didn't show up. But instead, people did show up and people are thinking about things in a different way, which I feel like makes this year less hard for me. And, and I have this MCU community, right? Like you saw us, I don't know how, when you joined, but at wherever you joined, like you've been seeing us joking and having fun and talking about this work and having these hard conversations and doing it together in a way that has made it so much less hard for me, honestly. So Laurel, I called you out in a second, so now I'm gonna call you out now. Um, everybody, this is my roommate, Laurel. She's doing this because I asked her to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what were you thinking as you were listening to the different things that MCU does and, and how are you feeling about all that? Um, honestly, a couple different things. I think one, it's, it's been uh, kind of really extraordinary to see the different ways that folks have been engaged. And then like, obviously I live with you. I hear about this, like MCU as an entity, like in the abstract all the time, but like actually seeing on like, on, like on the ground, like what, like the like one-to-one relationships people build and the way people are getting involved, the way people get engaged um, was was really powerful. And and it's also been just like even nice to observe and participate in because I moved, I was living abroad and I moved back to the States in, in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and I had been living in California before and I haven't like, it's all been remote. I haven't been involved in my, in my church community in a long time. And so like getting to see a bunch of folks just coming together in this space uh, has just been uh, like, I, and and figuring out how to approach problems from that place of one-to-one -one connection um, and just getting to see that um, was a powerful reminder of how to, how to do that, so. Um, 
I want to talk about like why, why we're here, right? Why this event is happening. On one hand, it is because we want to bring folks in, right? Everybody invited people that they are connected to, people that they're in a relationship with, people that they have had conversations about inequality, about race, about class, about Missouri, about elections, about St. Louis, about the Del Mar divide, sort of whatever. And these are folks that we care about and are inviting in, right? Inviting into MCU, inviting into the community, inviting into this conversation with a larger group of people. Um, And part of that inviting in is people show up in the ways that they can, but a big way that people can show up, can communicate their values, can communicate the things they care about is with money, right? We're in capitalism, money talks. This is partially a great community event. This is also partially a fundraiser. I am the treasurer. I am obligated to ask, but just putting it on y'all's plates, like what would a commitment look like to you? What amount are you comfortable with? And, and not just as a, as an amount, but as a way of committing to this community, committing to this work and committing to the type of work that you've heard people talk about, both organizing formerly incarcerated folks. Like we had an action today, um, also having deep, hard, complicated conversations about voting in Missouri, where the voting is hard, deep, and complicated, (laughs) arguably more complicated than it should be. We just want more folks to be part of MCU, to be monthly donors, to what we call sustainers of the work, because they help us sustain our work. Um, So that's why y'all are here tonight. So we're also going to ask for folks to give commitments, Um, but I will put the link in the chat. It's just ncustlouis.org forward slash give. So the question for you all tonight is, What can you do to get us to the next 20? Can you let me know if you know right now what you can do? That's what we're tallying up. How many people are ready to make a commitment? So folks, thank you very much for bearing up. And um, we thought we really had everybody all set up. Something went snafu. Sal Valadez was just talking. Um, He's coming on to the MCU board. He's not even there yet. He got into a breakout group. I think it was supposed to be mine. And I was trying to run another group. So Sal just grabbed a hold and had a conversation with the people. That's the kind of leadership we're looking for. That's why we're inviting him to be on the board. So y'all had some conversations. They were probably moderated by someone. Perhaps it was by someone who didn't know that they were going to moderate some conversations. Perhaps it was by someone who did know that they were going to moderate some conversations. I'm sure they were fruitful. So we're trying to raise money. As y'all, as y'all might know, this is mom's match. My mom, David's mom, and the president of the board's mom put in their money. Uh, they wanted to support the community. They wanted to support the work that MCU is doing, some of which you heard about earlier. There's an incredible amount more that we couldn't even fit into this. Sarah, I just tallied up from what people have committed that I kept track of. There's $3,600 from what people just hollered out a minute ago. And we had, I think, $1,600 raised from people who couldn't be here who were already committed. So we're somewhere in the neighborhood of halfway to 10,000 right now. We care more about you committing to us than you donating in this exact second, because after we finish, you can donate then too. Um, Someone in my group was talking about how this year was rough. We know that this year was rough. This year was hard, rough, unexpected, chaotic, stressful, etc. But I will tell you all that it was better for me 
because of the MCU community, because of the work that we're doing, because I could go to actions and see meaningful change. Today, we went to a transitional housing place with uh, Expo because they are not treating folks right. They are not being just, they are getting federal money and they are not providing the services that they need to provide. And I got to, in my lunch break today, be part of that change, stick up and stand with the folks in this community. Um, and so any amount that you're donating is not only going to that, but is part of you joining that, those groups of people standing up. You can stand up in person, you can stand up with donations, you can stand up doing phone banking. All of these are incredible ways to stand up. We've heard a lot of words this year. There are an incredible number of words, <laughs> words that are not words I intended to hear from people in power. But we can counter those words, right? The Facebook, the Twitter, what's on the news, et cetera, with these real grounded actual movements towards a more just, more loving, more better um, St. Louis, Missouri. And also, I mean, can I just point out, like, this is a community of 71 people who showed up to a Zoom on a Thursday night. Like, thank y'all so much. You're doing incredible to support this organization, to support the organizers, to support the work both electoral and inter and uh, standing up for incar formerly incarcerated folks, standing up for children who are put into suspension or into the criminal justice system for just being children. We wouldn't have had this event. We wouldn't have been able to do this without the group of moms who started the match and the groups of moms who have showed up throughout the year, right? This is our fifth, our fourth event that is moms match themed. And there are a number of moms, caregivers, community members, et cetera, that have showed up so far. And y'all are just adding to that pile of people. And I will just meaningfully say, thank y'all so much. Y'all showing up here in other ways, in your own communities, at further MCU events. We have a lot more stuff coming up. We have a lot of ways you can plug in. I really, really, really wanna just extend my gratitude to you all for showing up tonight both on the Zoom, with your dollars, with your people, getting other people to show up. I really, really thank you. This is an incredible sign of what people can do. Thank you for listening to this special presentation of This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. To learn more about MCU, go to the Metropolitan Congregations United website at mcustlewis.org. Also be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for news and events. I'm Kevin Prang, and you've been listening to This Is What Democracy Sounds Like. Tune in again next time, and thank you for listening.